When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, it's another one of those slow summer Fridays where we just kind of kick back and chill. (laughs) And in Florida, that means stay inside the house. And uh, I take your questions that you've sent in to TalkingRealMoney.com and try to give you some decent answers that will help you in the future. So here's what I need you to do now and again. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click the contact form, then go in there and click the microphone and record your questions. Uh, As a matter of fact, record a bunch of them now because I've got to put together a couple of vacation podcasts for uh, the middle of July through the first week in August. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com, plus you'll find lots of other good stuff there and send in your questions. You can also call them in to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-935. 8255 or type them at talkingrealmoney.com and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls here is our first question of the day hi don i'm the uh, person who called in a week or so ago saying that i thought that vanguard was getting a bad rap and that they do a pretty good job in my experience and no sooner did i say that than i get a letter saying they're going to start charging 25 dollars per account or per, I can't quite figure it out whether it's per fund or per brokerage account. But either way, I, you know, my husband and I have several accounts and several uh, funds and $25 adds up. So I'm pretty unhappy about it. Um, I don't want to go paperless because I have read that it is unwise to uh, not have paper documentation of your financial accounts in case there is a problem with the record-keeping of the financial institutions that you're dealing with. So I can print them out myself, but I don't want to because I consider it to be a pain in the neck and a nickel-and-dime kind of uh, behavior that is annoying at best and uh, expensive at worst. So uh, I wanted to mention also that I think that you are correct in urging people not to obsess about their accounts. But I also think that it's coming off as a little bit too much indifference to your financial uh, records. I think that um, young people, my young adult children, need to know that they need to pay attention to their finances They're very uh, trusting, shall we say, of banks and credit card uh, companies to be accurate. And I think that uh, to keep them honest, you have to check on your uh, statements occasionally and maybe regularly. So having said that, my question is, if I switch my account to Schwab or Fidelity, do I have to sell my mutual funds at Vanguard? I don't want to take the tax hit if that's the case. 
And also, if I uh, switch to um, Schwab or Fidelity, will they send me statements or will I still uh, have to print out my own statements or, or just go paperless? I'm not sure how it works if you have your Vanguard funds at another brokerage account, uh, uh, company. That's my question. Thanks. Ah, the $25 annoyance fee. And that's really all it boils down to. They're doing this to get out of mailing statements. It's really a fee designed to just annoy you enough that you'll go to electronic statements. Now, personally, I prefer electronic statements, but I know a lot of people don't. I'm married to one of those. She does not like online statements, so she wants the paper. Thankfully, she doesn't have any Vanguard accounts, or I would also not feel good about the $25. Now, here's how it works. It's $25 per brokerage account if you have your funds in brokerage accounts with Vanguard. If you just have your funds with Vanguard without the brokerage wrapper, then it's $25 per fund. And that can get a bit onerous. Now, as far as moving them, not a problem. You can absolutely move your funds over to Schwab. However, when it comes time to sell them from Schwab, you are going to incur a transaction fee because they are transaction fee funds. They don't get paid anything from Vanguard and uh, they don't get commissions, so they charge you a transaction fee. I have an idea, and I think you'll like this idea. While you are with Vanguard, because I assume these are in taxable accounts because you said you were worried about the taxation, while you're still with Vanguard, have them move these funds into their equivalent ETFs, exchange-traded funds, because there is no taxable event that occurs then. You'll get them moved over to ETFs, which then you can then transfer in kind over to Schwab at no cost. And then if you ever want to sell them, you can sell them through Schwab at no cost. And another advantage, since these are in taxable accounts, is the fact that you should not have any capital gains distributions going forward, which is kind of nice. So uh, Vanguard has a way to convert these without creating a taxable event. So I would take advantage of that because you have to be in a vanguard fund at vanguard for them to do this for you so before you go get that done again send your questions in to talkingrealmoney.com or call them in to 855-935-TALK but it's really nice when you record them at talkingrealmoney.com because they generally sound pretty good and i have more tweaking capability too so here's our next one hey tom and don this is andrew Hey, I got a question for you. I want a ton of diversification. I'm going to use AOR, which is at a 60-40 split, and AVGE. I want to make it where it's about 75% equity and 25% uh, bonds. Uh, do you think the strategy is pretty good? Let me know. Thank you. Bye. For those playing symbol bingo along uh, with us at home, AOR is the iShares core growth allocation ETF, and AVGE is the Avantis total market. Uh, the iShares core growth is a fund of funds. So that's how he's going to be able to get his, uh, his, his stated 75-25 allocation. However, I would go about it in a slightly different way. 
the iShares core growth allocation ETF is really heavy large cap growth because it's an index-based product. So you're going to end up owning a lot of the S&P 500. AVGE is also more heavily weighted toward large cap companies, although it does have a, a value tilt at the, at the large cap end and a value tilt and a small tilt. So you've got more small and more value. However, you're still going to be heavily overweighted in large cap U.S. stocks. I would rather see you use something like AVUV to get your small and value tilt and add that to the portfolio as opposed to AVGE or reduce the amount of AVGE and add in AVUS. But if you just want two funds, I, I could see using the AOR and the AVUV. Sure, because the AOR is like a balanced fund of funds and it's inexpensive and it's well diversified. So uh, I'm okay with that part, uh, but I just think you're going to be heavily overweighted into large cap. A little bit more value tilt because of the AVGE, but you could get an even bigger value and small tilt by adding AVUV. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Again, send them in, talkingrealmoney.com. Click on the contact form, just like this person did. Hello, Tom and Dawn. Um, I'm a new listener. Thank you for your service. Uh, my question is, I have enrolled a bad product. It's Kaizen Trust 48. I'm sure that you are familiar with it. and It's a bad product. Uh, the question I have is, I enrolled it uh, last year, and the next premium is due this year. The summary is this. I have to pay 30000 per year for five years, and after 20 years or so, I can start withdrawing some tax-free annuity, and it also has some insurance. I understand it's a bad product. The question is this. Uh, if I cancel it, if I surrender the policy, I will lose $10,000. So the question is, should I continue with this for another four years or just bite the bullet, stop the program, and then get an insurance somewhere else and do investment through ETFs? The reason I have the question is both my wife and I, we don't have Social Security uh, coverage since we work for the government. So what would you recommend for people like us to have a stable income after you retire because we don't have Social Security? That was the primary reason for getting into this program, which later on I realized it's a very bad program after listening to you and after doing some search. Again, thank you so much for your time and all your guidance. Thank you. Bye. While I am not intimately aware of the complex inner workings of what they call a Kaizen plan, K-A-I-Z-E-N, what I do know about it isn't pretty. These are cash value life insurance policies uh, that require payments and for which there is borrowing in the early years. They're actually borrowing money to get you more life insurance later. So you'll have permanent life against which you can borrow in retirement. Whoopee. I despise permanent cash value life for any purpose other than estate planning. That's it. 
Otherwise, it really doesn't serve much purpose. Well, I guess if there's somebody who's going to rely on you for income well past your death and you're not a good investor, maybe. But uh, you already, I think you already drew the proper conclusion because you kept saying, I realize it's a bad investment. What happened is the bulk of your first year premium went to pay the commission. That's why you're going to lose money right off the bat. My question to you is, do you believe in throwing good money after bad? Would you rather potentially reduce your returns down the road because these things rarely live up to the hype? Or would you rather invest sensibly, sanely, and make real money that you can understand on your money. This is a very un, uh, uh, difficult to understand type of a product. It is so convoluted that I bet you the person who sold it to you would even have a hard time explaining it to you because it is it designed. It is specifically designed to be as opaque as possible. I mean, it's pitch black inside these things. You just don't know what you've gotten yourself into. They're pitched to high net worth people. They're supposed to be special products for special people. But the reality is the people selling them make out like bandits, not those buying them. So if this was my money, I would chalk up the 10 grand to a uh, lovely lesson that was probably well worth the price. I've lost more money than that on some stupid things. So uh, that's what I do. But You've got to make that call for yourself. You really do need a really, really great fee-only advisor because you have some specific goals that need to be addressed, how to get that income in retirement. What you have to do is you have to save and invest properly for your situation and your future needs, but you, most of us need somebody to guide us through that process or we end up buying Kaizens. Thank you so much for your question. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our final question for the podcast today. Thanks for a great show, and thanks for your critique recently of Dave Ramsey. I wanted to ask you about something he said recently, and he said it before about Social Security. He says that it's a good idea to take Social Security early, as early as 62, if you can be disciplined enough to put it all in an investment account and in, in a mutual fund that pays a decent return. Because he says if you leave it there throughout your lifetime, you'll get a better return than you would if you waited to 66 or even 70 to get the higher uh, Social Security payout. And he was also mentioning that uh, if you die, that that uh, that amount that you've accum accumulated in that account will go to your estate. Whereas if you die, you know, and you haven't taken Social Security yet, it, the, the, that money will vanish. And I was wondering what you thought about that. Well, like most of Mr. Ramsey's investing advice, I think... It's bad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it bad. I was gonna dance around the edges a little, but no, it's just it's not great advice. Now, might you make more if you invest it? Yes. But you see, the thing that he neglects to tell people is that that might comes with huge risk. For some reason, he does not acknowledge the risk of the stock market because I listen now and then and I hear him say, well, you know, you can get a 12% return with your friendly neighborhood stockbroker in a in a mutual fund. And I know which, which one he's talking about. He's talking about one of the American funds. 
um and uh you know they've got they've done that for uh for decades they've made 12 percent per year on average well yes and no it depends on the time period you're looking at and they did it with a heck of a lot of risk as a matter of fact right now the 15 year average annual return for growth fund of america which is one of those that he talks about growth fund of america has returned about 10 percent per year according to morningstar over the last 15 years that is a decent period to look back to the uh the fact though is you if you get 10 you're going to get 10 with risk great if you don't mind taking the risk but remember in 2008 that fund lost half its value last year that fund lost 30 percent of its value in 2000 2001 2002 2003 that fund lost about half of its value those are painful periods for investors and the the thing that he doesn't mention about waiting on social security is the fact that your return is the equivalent to eight percent per year with no risk except the risk that you might die so you know either don't die or realize that social security is what social security was meant to be and it is a backstop for retirement for a retirement income it's not meant to be a windfall it's meant to be a backstop now that said is his advice is advice terrible no is but it's so it's missing so many important components you can't just say black white but he's a very black white kind of guy he does not have a whole lot of grayscale between his perspectives and the reality is if you want to make more great but accept the fact and understand that this will absolutely happen no matter how good your professional educator stockbroker is you will at times lose money and you will lose it for an extended period of time and you will not know when to get out in advance or if you do get out when to get back in you won't know those things so the reason we suggest waiting on social security is because you've got a lot of other money we hope invested and the social security is just this nice eight percent per year guaranteed return for your retirement income do what is best for you it needs to work for you and thank you for listening and thank you for sharing and thank you for telling your friends and uh leaving nice reviews at apple Podcasts. and i uh, just wanted to reiterate for those of you who didn't listen to yesterday's podcast um i don't fake questions or callers they're all real some reviewer alluded to that so anyway thanks for being there if you need some more help we do something that very few other people do i I can't think of anybody but if you want somebody to help you a little bit to try to get you on track with a plan for saving and investing for retirement or setting up that income stream in retirement or you've got a portfolio that you've kind of been throwing stupid stuff into for years and you don't know what it's made of uh, meet with one of our advisors at appella wealth it's free really free We'll give you a half hour, hour. What do you need? Uh, we're not going to try and pitch you anything. We just want to help you. Now, if you want to become a client, if you go, wow, I could really use some help. Great. We would love to have you. And we will not rip you off. We charge very, very, very fair fees. Very, very, very fair fees. So uh, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and just click on the Meet and Advisor button or call our 800-386-3004 number which is our office number now one more thing 
if you would like to have a conversation with both Tom and me on Saturdays, write this down on your calendar, Saturday, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, noon to 2 Pacific, call our caller number, which is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And uh, we take your calls live every Saturday. I mean, rare exceptions. So do that. And thank you again for listening. Please tell your friends. Have a great week. And uh, tomorrow, Saturday, we'll be back talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?